Welcome to A to Z Sports powered by BetMGM live from Mill Creek Brewing Company in Nolensville. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bing. And make sure you follow us all over social media. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk show, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Also hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Got to thank our sponsors because they truly make it happen for us, and they help out you guys. Renters Warehouse Nashville, the professional landlords in the area. Simply go to renterswarehouse.com. Wilson County Hyundai, make them a part of your car buying process uh, by going to see them in Levin or simply head to wilsoncountyhyundai.com. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care and Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Learn more about a plan for you at fbhp.com. So, Zach, this whole week we've talked a lot about Derrick Henry coming back and what his return to play protocol is going to be. It still hasn't happened yet, but I'm expecting an email at 3 p.m. Central Time from Robbie Bourne of the Titans saying that Derrick Henry has been activated to the uh, 53-man roster and will be ready to go tomorrow afternoon uh, against the Bengals. But it hasn't happened yet. We've talked a lot about Derrick Henry, what to expect. We've talked a lot about uh, really Jamar Chase and what he can do and what Joe Burrow can do. We've talked a lot about the defense and Christian Fulton and that matchup in the front four. We haven't spent a lot of time on the head coaching matchup. And so today, before our our, our pregame show tomorrow from the mainstay, right before kickoff, we're going to spend time on Mike Vrabel, his coaching style, what he's accomplished in his four years as Titans head coach, and Zach Taylor, both are which are, are coach of the year candidates in the NFL. I think Vrabel's going to win it, but Zach Taylor in his second year with the Bengals as a head coach and really what this matchup can look like tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, well, I think that, you know, the Bengals coming in after beating the Raiders in the wild card weekend, they have some steam, right? They have some confidence. They executed. They won their first playoff game in 31 years, right? Crazy. Can they replicate that this weekend? I think that's a big question. And when it comes down to NFL football, we talked yesterday a lot about the recipe, right? The template to come in and win playoff games, protecting the football, being disciplined, all of those type things. Well, another caveat to NFL football is who stirs the drink? Quarterbacks, star players, they stir stir the drink. But I think when it gets into the playoffs, I think head coaches come into play. The NFL has set it up that way Mm -hmm. with their challenge structure. Head coaches have got to make some big-time decisions. Then, at, at very important moments in the game, usually in the fourth quarter, they have to make the decision whether to go for it on fourth down or not. I think we've seen a process of Mike Vrabel very aggressive to start out, right? He was kind of the wild, wild west when he first got his head coaching job with the Titans. And we, there's plenty of examples of him going for it on fourth down or doing some unorthodox things that you don't think about from a young head coach. He's kind of settled in. He has playoff experience. He's got head coaching experience. He's dealt with suspensions. He's dealt with injuries on his roster, all of the above. Now, where does he settle in? I believe that your aggressiveness needs to go up in the playoffs. If you get more conservative, and I think there's a couple examples that come to mind, you lose. Uh, I mean... I get what you're saying, 
But I also think people who change who they are in high intensity moments usually end up losing too. Well, I don't think that you change who well, you you're are. You're saying get, you make tough decisions. No, I, no, I, I know that. But but if you are not super aggressive as a head coach when it comes to in game decisions, I don't think you should all of a sudden become super aggressive in those in game decisions because that's not who you are I, in the playoffs. Just because it's the playoffs, I think you need to make calculated, correct decisions. And maybe going forward on fourth down in this situation because it's the playoff is the correct decision, but I don't think that's aggressiveness in the playoffs. But again, I don't, there's a distinct but, difference, but I just, I just don't think putting out a blanket statement of you need to be more aggressive in the playoffs, because if that's not who you are and that's not how your team sees you, then don't be something you aren't. But I think you need to be All clear. Right, I'll give you an example. I'll give you two examples. We'll start with the Titans last year on fourth and two. If you remember that yes. against Baltimore, yes. they should have gone for it. Absolutely. That was, that, and I'll that's, give you another example okay. of last year's playoff. Matt LaFleur, he didn't go for it. Instead, he punted against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game, if you remember that, and it cost him. I, I do remember that. Because he never got the ball back. And I am talking about those situations. You need to be more aggressive to win the game. I, I, I agree with that. And let's just use the Mike Vrabel punting on fourth and two in plus territory against the Ravens in the playoffs as this example. If you remember... All the analytics guys came out and said that was the most conservative decision to punt since they started compiling the decisions to punt or go for it. That those that was the most passive decision on a fourth and whatever situation in plus territory with the clock situation involved to punt. It was a bad decision. That was not a lack of aggressiveness or, yes, or it was i'm not hold on i'm not saying <laughs> don't say that it was no you didn't let me finish the sentence that i was freaking saying that's not a Vrabel choosing to be less aggressive in the playoffs or not it was a bad decision and how that doesn't make any sense austin do you let, repeat what you just said it was a bad decision overall exactly what you just said that was a you're ba- saying it wasn't aggressive what are you talking about Zach, my my point is that was a bad call in week one, week seven, week eight, week nine, week 12, week 17, the playoffs, the Super Bowl. Especially it was actually in a, the playoffs. It doesn't matter. That's my point. It was a bad decision all around. It doesn't matter what week you're playing. No, no, no. In the playoffs, you need to go after the win. And I will actually go a step further because of what the NFL has evolved into. The NFL has evolved into offensive firepower, right? Yes. Yes. You cannot give the ball back to teams and expect to get the ball back. I, I mean, yes, that everybody is, agrees and, with and, that. And, but that it was a on bad decision. Yes, that was a bad decision. Mike Vrabel needed to be aggressive in that situation of fourth and two. Matt LaFleur needed to be aggressive because on the other side, you had Lamar Jackson who had been getting first downs, and then you had Tom Brady who went to another Super Bowl and won it. I, I guess I just don't think that – I just don't, I, you know, I don't think that matters. I just think it was, a, was I just think that, I don't think, no, you don't think that no, matters. No, I think that the, the decision matters, obviously. They're like, duh, it, it matters. I just don't think it matters in the context of the conversation you're trying to have. I think that's what matters more. Make good decisions. It was a, it was in a, the playoffs. Every decision is heightened. And my opinion is you need to go for it. Go for that fourth and two, yes. fourth and three. 
fourth and four, whatever I, that situation I, I is, instead of playing back and punting and maybe relying on your defense. Because, well, as it, I stated, it depends on the situation. Every situation is different, and it depends on the situation. Look at all of the situations, all of the situations in the, these playoffs. You have offensive firepower. You could question the 49ers, but even that, they almost got it on fourth and down against the Cowboys if it wasn't for a penalty, right? Like, if it wasn't for a false start, they would have ended that game on fourth and inches. So that's the lesson that I am reiterating that all coaches have learned over the last couple of years uh, in recent history. All right, so Brooks says Austin is really wrong. You have to go out there and take away. No, I, I agree with that. Brooke, there we I, go. I, I agree with that. I just think but you're not. You're saying that that, that w- these examples aren't aggressive, and that no, makes no, 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 no. You literally no, have no, said that. No, though. hold on, hold on, hold on. You, did you no, not say that? No, you cut me off when I was in the middle of a sentence. No, I cut you off, and then I had you reiterate because and restate I, it, and you said the same damn thing. So Zach, my in this in this context. Those are bad decisions. Those are bad decisions in every week of the season. It's a bad decision in a preseason game. We're not talking about that. I am talking about that because that's the decisions you brought up. That LaFleur and Vrabel each made bad decisions that could be a lack of aggressiveness. At what time in the season? In, in, in the playoffs. But again, I, I don't think that matters in the conversation. It absolutely does. That's when it means more. That's when, and and we will see this. You're not understanding the, what I'm saying. And I'm, I'm, you're doing, not, maybe I'm, doing, you're very, not, I'm doing a very poor job of explaining it. I guess. That's on you, bro. I think the I think the conversation of you need to be more aggressive in the playoffs is irrelevant to those specific decisions. I agree with you that they should have that both these situations, the Titans should have gone for it, and the Packers shouldn't have shouldn't have, should have gone. I don't for know it. what the premise of what you're arguing because those you're are saying they're not aggressive. No, no. Uh, I don't know. You have to. Look, I'm, saying I, I'm okay they, to move on and just say, I'm hey. Saying, <laughs> I'm saying that those are bad decisions, regardless of if you're aggressive or conservative. That's just that's not an aggressive decision or a conservative. It decision. is. It's it a is bad a conservative decision. decision. If you don't go for it on fourth and two when you should go it's for it, it's a bad decision. It's not being conservative. It's just a Putting bad decision. Putting the football back to a team. Austin, do you hear what you're saying? You've lost this, okay. and I'm ready to move on right, because let's, now let's you really freaking don't make move sense. on. Whatever, whatever, though. whatever. Ask the ask the damn question. Yeah, and before Frank, I say something, I don't want to. Right? Well, Frank, Frank's confused, just like everybody else is confused because it doesn't make any sense. Your point was Mike Vrabel and the coaches need to be more aggressive than normal in the playoffs. My point is, I don't agree with that blanket statement. I think you should be yourself and make decisions based on specific situations, and not just have an over over looming i'm gonna be aggressive for the sake of being aggressive because it's the playoffs i disagree with that i agree di- awesome look at the playoff matches matchups look at the history and look at the teams that you would give the ball back to if you punt away and be conservative I, punting away on fourth and two and giving the ball back not kicking a field zach, goal you're acting not like going I, for points zach is conservative do you understand zach, what the I, definition I di- means yes i disagree with those decisions that were made last season in the playoffs. And they are considered conservative. I guess. Sure. What a, but There's not an I guess. I, it is. It's a bad decision. Going, it was Austin, the wrong decision. So, so let's, let's end this conversation. If you go for it on fourth and two, you are being aggressive. If you punt it on fourth and two, you are being conservative. I, I look at it as good decision, bad decision. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm asking that. I mean, I, yes. If you want to. Yeah. All sure. right. That's point made. Then we move on. All right. Our question. Do you consider Mike Vrabel to be an aggressive head coach with in-game decisions? This 
goes a little bit away from that argument that we were just talking about. That anyway, Mike Vrabel, do you consider Mike Vrabel to be a uh, a aggressive head coach when it comes to in game decisions? We've seen a lot from Mike Vrabel now, right? This is not just sixteen games this first is, year. Yeah. We're in playoffs in year four. We've seen playoffs. We've seen championship games. We've seen preseason games. We've seen uh, training camp on how he conducts. But in-game decisions, the question we were asking you guys, do you consider Mike Vrabel to be an aggressive head coach with those in-game decisions? Uh, We'll get to your answers in a second, but we are live from Mill Creek Brewery. But also let me tell you guys about Renters Warehouse, Nashville, the professional landlords in the area. Simply head to renterswarehouse.com to find out how much your home can rent for. So many different ways they can help you out, create extra cash flows for you and your family. Long-term equity helps you get long-term wealth by continuing to own your property and let renterswarehouse.com be the landlords. You're not the landlord. You're not doing the maintenance calls. You're not finding the tenants. You're not collecting the checks. They do everything. They just give you the money. That's it. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go. It is these sports. You see Austin shirt, Bet MGM. We'll talk about bets on this, this divisional weekend later on in the show, but Make sure you download the app on your Android or your Apple phone. That's BetMGM. All right, so uh, the question is, do you consider Mike Vrabel to be an aggressive coach when it comes to in-game decisions? Because I think Mike Vrabel, as a human being, is aggressive by nature. He played in the NFL for over a decade. He won Super Bowls, and he was uh, All-American in college. I think he's an aggressive human outside of football. Uh, I think he's conservative when it comes to dealing with player injuries. Right. So, but it, with in-game decisions, what do you consider Mike Vrabel to be aggressive? Uh, my answer is because I'm not going to say, well, maybe you're on the fence or I don't know, or tie is yes. That is the answer. He is overall a aggressive head coach in game. I think he is willing to challenge. I think he and aggressive on fourth down. I think that's what we just talked about getting in trouble of going maybe against of what you said of what he should be or what he is last year. And it came back and bit his team in the ass because they ended up losing. They didn't get the ball back. And we've seen examples of that. I think overall, yes. I do think he's gotten less aggressive over the last four years, right? Mm -hmm. He came out of the gates firing. Here's some statistics on this year. Okay. Okay. When it comes to attempts, the Titans are 14th in the NFL on fourth down attempts. Now, here's a good, nice little caveat to back some stats up. Okay. Tennessee is 62.5% conversion. They convert on fourth down, which is sixth in the NFL when it comes to fourth down attempts slash conversion. So mm-hmm. they're about middle of the league when it t- talks about attempts and sixth in conversions. Here's something that full disclosure, this is what we talk about all the time, is you have to actually watch the game and not red zone. In fourth down attempts, if you look at the teams that are at the top when it comes to attempts, they are all trash-ass teams. They're the Lions, the Jags, the Washington football. Because they're behind and they're trying to catch up, which means you got to go for it on fourth and eight with a minute left and you're down. So it does skew a lot of things. So I actually put them, you know, 14th in attempts. I actually get them probably closer. uh, If everything was even, was closer to a top 10. All right. So do you have that list of the fourth down attempt list in front of you? Yes. Okay. So 
Who are the who are the good teams ahead of the Titans here in attempts? Like the good teams. Like I'm not like made the playoffs or barely missed the playoffs. The only playoff team above the Titans are the Arizona Cardinals. Really? Yes. Everybody else did not make the playoffs. That's interesting. It it kind of proves the point that I think why he is an aggressive head coach. And I take all this into consideration, right? You could look at stats. Don't be box score reader. You look at stats and you say, what does this mean huh. based on everybody else? You know, I, and I have a theory on what I think it means. Because I honestly, I don't consider Vrabel to be aggressive by nature as with in-game coaching decisions. I think he's very calculated. And so aggressive, a lot of times you think of, screw it, we're going for it. Like, I, I think he's calculated in why they go for it and, and picking the spots to do so this year. made a really, He's made bad decisions in the past, in his first couple of years with in-game coaching strategies. But I feel like this tells the story of the Titans this year, that most of these playoff teams, they were winning games more convincingly. And maybe this – the Titans were a lot of close games. In the five games they were behind, they got blown out twice. But in, but in the games they, they lost – they were still trying to get in back in there and needed like a, uh, we got to have every down to get back in this game. Well, that's why even I, the game against the Jets, when they lost, they got that touchdown with Cam Batson. Remember that? That feels like forever ago. But Cam Batson scores a touchdown to force overtime. They had to convert a couple fourth downs on that. And so, but they're playing in such tight games, win or lose. The Bills game, they played in multiple overtime games this year. I think it's because the Titans are in close games where they need those fourth down conversions to make an impact down the stretch where maybe like the Packers and the Rams and the Bucks are playing in games where they're up early and don't have to go for fourth down. Yeah, but again, I'm just trying to pick through this because no, I, I do find that's interesting that they're the, they went forward on fourth down more than every other playoff team. But 24 the times. Yeah. So that, that's why I think it solidifies why he's aggressive. And also the whole reason why we're talking about this, and you guys were there when I said it, I had Austin text us to say we need to talk about this later in the week, is because I believe that Mike Vrabel in this playoff run will be aggressive. Where is where is Zach Taylor in this? Because you, we talked about this pre-show while we were setting up, is that you you know Zach Taylor will go for it. Like he's the young mind, young offensive mind who says screw punting, let's go. Well, for it. not not. Not that's a blanket statement. Nah, he trusts his quarterback. He trusts Joe Burrow. And you, you see coaches and and this is a relationship. Again, I've watched a lot of Bengals game this year. You see relationships between quarterbacks. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have that that relationship, right? Yeah. And Patrick Mahomes. Now he's earned that trust. But I think what's unique is Zach Taylor as a young head coach trusts his very young quarterback, right, that has not played a lot of football games. He hasn't played a lot of football games overall because he tore his ACL last year, right? Yeah. So, But there is that trust to, to say Joe believes that he can go for it, and that is, I think, a Joe Burrow, you know, that's just the person that he is. But Zach Taylor trusts him in those times. That's why I believe this game will be very, very interesting. If it is close, you will get these type of interactions where – you're going to have some really tough decisions. CBS is going to pan to Mike Vrabel. Then they're going to pan to Zach Taylor. You're going to see that late in this game if it's close because that's where the decisions are made. I, and I, I've, I've just – I think it's all kind of like 
accumulating to this point. Yeah. I believe Mike Vrabel is an aggressive head coach. I believe the statistics back that up. And I think that you will see that in this playoff run. You hope it's longer than one game. Yeah. But I think you will see that because I go back to the beginning of the show. I believe you have to be an aggressive head coach if you want to win a Super Bowl. You have to you have to change your ways for, and understand regular season and playoffs. And you may get burned at times, right? It's not 100%. It's not foolproof. But because of the landscape of the NFL and the teams that you face, if you give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Derrick Henry, you're going to get burned. You're not going to get the ball back. And that's and I think more coaches are understanding of that. And you'll see it. You're yeah, see it this week. I just don't I just think that's the correct move. Uh, in these situations, I don't consider that like being a, again, that's back, back to the whole thing like that's just what the smart decision says. And I, I don't get caught up in being aggressive or not aggressive. We've established I think, what aggressive is. No, I, I know that, but like, but again, I think you're too caught up in being aggressive. Go after it. Go be aggressive. And it's just no. It's all. No, it's, it's all just, situational. Well, football. That's what I'm saying. In this situation, what's the right decision? It's it's if it's a 50-50 shot at a fourth and three at the 35 yard line, you have a better chance of getting the fourth and three converted or a better chance of making a 53 yard field goal. What's the, what are the odds say? And Mike Vrabel has stretch up in the booth to tell him those numbers on where Randy Bullock is at that stage, what the wind's doing and what their numbers are in fourth and three. Right. So the, the correct decision is oh, a, fourth and three. The Cause you have Derek that you're facing. That's the key. I, I, I understand. I understand. But I don't think we you do because you're, you're talking but about again, it's the teams that I, they are facing in these playoffs. If you give the ball back, okay, you're more than likely not going to get the ball. I back. also, I also find it difficult to have conversations like this without a scoreboard telling me what the situation is and a quarterback on the opposing we brought side. Two, two. Okay, here's 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 two a, examples. How about I this? Did, I brought at the beginning. How of about the show? this, Zach? <laughs> the first playoff game that Mike Vrabel ever coached in as a head coach at New England, the Titans were up by one believe it was 14 to 13 and what happened it was in the fourth quarter the titans punt back to who the goat tom brady and brett kern drilled the punt and dribbled it down to the one yard line that was a good decision to punt and give the ball back to tom brady what's the most important part about that what what happened before that punt it was the delay again yeah, yeah, yeah he aggressively took over a minute off the clock that went into his decision. But, so I'm glad you brought that no, up. No, but because it, that is an aggressive head coach. No, that that's a smart cal- head coach. No, that that's not being aggressive. No, it is to make the calculated decision to punt because he took that time off. He it was smart. And we it all give him smart. credit for yeah, that. I don't again, that was a very intelligent they changed but the rules. But you, because you forgot to you left out the most important part I, of that conversation. But, but which was what happened prior to the punt. But it but but the reason why, but it was a force and possible go for it, sit down in distance before they took the two delay of games and the false starts, right? So that's not being aggressive. That's, that's not just being, being conservative, though. I'm not that's- saying it's being conservative, but I, my point, I'm saying it's smart. Like, I, screw aggressive and conservative. That's 
What, are, what questions are we asking? I know. That's what I'm saying. It's That's why so I I'll ask you, is Mike Vrabel an aggressive head coach? No, I, I don't consider him to be aggressive. I consider him to be very calculated. I said that 10 minutes ago. I said it. When, when I originally answered, I said, no, I, I don't consider him to be aggressive for the sake of being aggressive. I consider him to be calculated and play situations correctly, whether it's punt, take a penalty to make the punt better, or go for it. And I, I found it interesting. The Titans are 14th in the NFL in fourth down attempts. The stats also, tell you I, I know that, that he is but, aggressive. But I just I just think he's a smart, good decision maker. You're not coach. answering any of the questions. I, I don't consider him being You're aggressive. I, no, I'm tell, I'm answering the freaking questions, Zach. I don't consider him to be aggressive. I consider him to be calculated and pretty down the middle. I don't consider him to be passive or conservative either. I just I don't think of Mike Vrabel in-game aggressive head coach. I just don't – I don't think that way. And the, the stats say that that is incorrect. You can have your opinion, but – Which is why I'm – which is why I'm, I was surprised that they had the second most fourth down attempts of playoff teams this season. I, I, I That caught me off guard. But, no, I don't naturally consider Vrabel to be an aggressive head coach when it comes to in-game decisions. I don't – you know what you're doing? You're. It's like I don't think I don't think they're ugly. I they're nice. Like you, not you're, you're not. I'm, you're, I, you're you're giving a characteristic that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. They're oh no, they're, they're not ugly. They're nice. I just that's you, what you're doing in this conversation. No, and that's the, the, exactly. I, the question I, is: I Do you consider Mike Vrabel to be an aggressive head coach with in-game decisions? I say, so is he conservative? I say, is he moderate? Like no, I use, just don't use more descriptive moderate, terms. Moderate. Moderate. What we're talking about. Have I not done that three times? You said he's smart. I said again, that's ugly versus nice. I answered the question: Do you consider Vrabel to be an aggressive in-game decision head coach? I say no. I literally verbatim have said it five times now this way. No, I don't consider Mike Vrabel an aggressive head coach when it comes to in-game decisions. I also don't think he's conservative or passive. I think he's very calculated with situations and makes smart decisions. But no, I don't consider him to be aggressive. Before we move on, do you think M- Mike Vrabel will continue to be that, in your opinion, or be more aggressive? I, in I the think playoffs? he's going to be himself. So he will be the same. He will be the same level that he's been the previous seventeen games this season. I think you'll see an aggressive Mike Vrabel in certain situations this playoff, and and you might if that's the right well, decision for that situation. Because well, that's, that's, that's who, in my opinion, that's who he is. Right? He's aggressive. He, he goes for it. And I think you got to take it if you want to win a Super Bowl. That's what today's and, sport and, is. And we've spent most of this topic talking about one thing, punting or going forward on fourth down, right? That's kind of how we're basing this. That's not necessarily everything, but that's that's really where we've talked about and focused the most on. Yeah, because those are – and we've given examples in the playoffs. Those are really what make or break a win or loss. In, in, uh, yeah, at times, but there's a lot of different. That's the majority. There's a lot of in. in those are the in-game decisions that yeah. we can oh, see. Should you challenge? Should you waste the time out? Yes. Th- those are, are the ones situations. that we just, that we see on based on what they do. But there's a lot of decisions that we don't see and don't hear about that are. And you know happening. what? Keelan is right. Ah, oh, dang. Where's the brow? Well, where's your Where's your beard? Right here. No, you yeah, but you didn't do it to start the show. <laughs> Alex, I'm gonna do that right now. If you, you go, uh, if you start looking for a pin, I think there may be a pin in here. This is the perfect time. Let All right. Well, yeah, I'll let you get by. Zach's gonna go find 
uh, his beer that he's gonna shotgun it. We'll just pay. We'll just pay Mill Creek after the fact uh, for the beer that Zach's about to rip out of the fridge. Uh, but while he's doing that, I'll go ahead and tell you guys uh, about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever, uh, whenever you get hurt in life, make sure you know who to go to. You know who to trust. Boneandjointtn.org with all their doctors there at their facility where they specialize in any type of joint injury. Again, boneandjointtn.org. All right. We're doing this. We got it live. While I shotgun this, you can go find a pin. And, That's uh, fine. I, I had to kill time so you're not by yourself. So you, you, you're good. With your, uh, I'm good. You got to, what, now, what are you doing here? What, you got to talk about what brand you've got. Uh, I'm, I'm looking you, you don't think I know what to do, Austin? Come on now. You know this. I, I'm the king of this. I'm Keelan, you're getting the love of the show to remind us what we needed to do and pay off the magic bucket. Uh, holding us accountable. You should right also here. know that, of course, I have a pin in my pocket. Right? <laughs> because, because I always have a pin so in my pocket. So, the magic bucket yesterday, we're getting we're, it's getting live right here on a Friday. Magic bucket told Austin that he had to draw a unibrow for the show. It also told me that I had to shotgun a seltzer or a beer. Best part is we're here live at Mill Creek Brewing right here in Owensville. We got these things on tap and in cans. I have picked, I didn't want to go with a stout, right? I, I don't want to play myself. Hard, peach hard seltzer from Mill Creek Brewing right here. So uh, let's get this going. I got to, hopefully I won't, we got electronics here, so I'm going to try to. Woo! Yeah, yeah I, you, you spilled. It's been a while since you've done this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. You know, once you, once yeah, you turn, you haven't th- been to the Grove in a bit. Once you turn 30, you don't, you don't shotgun as much, right? That, that tends to be uh, the, the play. But uh, Austin had to do his best rendition of Anthony Davis, Anthony Street Clothes Davis, which he's doing a good job because Austin's in street clothes just like Anthony Davis is. And I had to shotgun a beer. So I'm trying to do this uh, efficiently and effectively. And here we go. So cheers to Mill Creek. And cheers to I'm gonna Keelan create some space. Keelan Watson for uh, reminding us. Hey, the magic bucket says you got to do what the magic bucket tells you to do. Uh, I was gonna time you, but I didn't get it in time. That was good though. That was uh, pretty good with oh, limited uh, spilling after the after the hole was made. Not bad. Not wow. bad. How you feel? Uh, bubbly. I feel bubbly. That's good. <laughs> All right. Now, it tasted good, though. That's good. That's great. It had a good flavor. I'm glad it tasted good. I may be burping the rest of the show. That's okay. But, you know. Just, uh, there you go. Exactly. So, I've got the unibrow down. Uh, it looks like I got punched in the forehead, but that's okay. Yeah. I need, let's, let's see. Here. I mean, you can definitely tell that there's something on my face. I'm just further. I think it needs to be a little bit thicker. You got you to come a little bit more ink on that uh, that bad boy. Yeah, put put it in there. That ballpoint. That definitely is a ballpoint pen. No, it's not a. It's like a dry. It's a dry pen. Ballpoint pens usually have a lot of like ink. I'm not gonna argue with. Why, that. why are you? Okay, whatever. So there's my unibrow. That's the best I can do right here. And I'm further away from the camera than what I would be if we're in studio. So Zach, let's go ahead and get to our next topic uh, on the show here, and that is. What we what will we see from Ryan Tannehill? Will we see Ryan Tannehill perform great, good, 
average or bad in the playoffs. We are going to be live for our pregame halftime and postgame show at the mainstay tomorrow for Titans Bengals. But if you're not going to make it downtown, if you live out in Williamson County, Mill Creek Brewing Company is a great place to come watch the game. They've got TVs all around us. They've got a great food truck that they make their own menu, own food here inside. And obviously, Zach just shotgunned a seltzer. They've got uh, beer on tap. They've got all types of options for you, uh, obviously, and <sighs> seltzers uh, if that's your style as well. So check them out at Mill Creek Brewing Company. And at the mainstay, you get two-for-one Mill Creek drafts uh, as well. Yes, and you, hey, right there, you can see that right there on the screen. Home games, we are going to be live from the mainstay and BetMGM. They're going to be right there with us. That's the best part. Promo code ATOZ Sports. They'll hook you up. Download the app today. They've got parlay boosts. They've got uh, Money Club Mondays. They give you a free $10 bet, which I think we've won some money or will win on a Super Bowl champion. That's right. And or a coach of the year and or MVP. I think we've been very smart about that. But download the app today. That's BetMGM. All right. So what will we see from... Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs. Great, good, average, or bad? Great, good, average, or bad? I think, I don't think we've seen necessarily, we have not seen great from Ryan Tannehill in his four playoff games as a Titans quarterback. We've seen really good moments. Would, would you consider that Baltimore game in Baltimore? That was a great performance by Ryan Tannehill. In the first half, two touchdown passes, the throw to Janu, the throw to Raymond deep to Khalif Raymond. That was the great version of Ryan Tannehill. So I I, I would actually well, give him but that. it was it was I think we we graded him. But as it had, a. I mean he had that's a great performance. Yeah, well the Khalif Raymond touchdown pass was on the first play of the second quarter, and at that point. Tannehill had like 75 yards and two touchdowns, and the Titans were up 14 to nothing. So I guess that was a very great first half, but they and they didn't have to do anything else after that fact. So against the Chiefs in the AFC title game, you probably saw average. Um, last year against the Ravens, I think you saw bad. The whole offense was bad against the Ravens. And then I think against the Patriots, you saw average. Yeah. So what do we see tomorrow, and what does he have to be at tomorrow to make sure there's a next week? I think he's got to be good. I think I don't think he has to be great for us to see the Titans win tomorrow. I think he has to just be good, above average. So uh, we'll get to what you think he will be here in yeah. a second, but let's go to the comment section. Eric says good. Jarrell says average. Scott says good. Titans Tough says good. Uh Let's see, average till proven otherwise from Anthony Hill. Uh, a lot of people commenting on your unibrow. Good from Billy. Good. I think he's out to shut down his playoff narrative from Marquis. Good from Noah. Good, or excuse, excuse me, great. He's going to give it his all from Matt. We've got good from G-Man. Um, let's see here. Good if Julio and AJ stay healthy. Bad if they don't from another Austin. From the chat, mm -hmm. what do you think here? What do you think he will do? What I think I will, I think he'll be good. I do. Um, I don't think he'll be great. I don't think he'll be average or bad. I, I think Ryan Tannehill, he's right. He's pointing right to it. He's pointing right to that that silver good. That's where I think Ryan Tannehill will end up being uh, tomorrow, and I think that's good enough. 
to get the Titans to the AFC Championship game there. I think a good is zero turnovers, accounting for multiple touchdowns, whether it's one passing, one rushing, or two passing, or whatever it might be. But I think good is what Ryan Tannehill will be, and that's what we'll get from him tomorrow when we watch this game. Throughout the course of the yeah, playoffs? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, I think he'll be good because they've got – like, in, in, two years ago, A.J. Brown was a rookie. He had a great rookie year, but in the playoffs, A.J. didn't do anything. And during his rookie year, A.J. struggled with, with the top corners that he played. And so we've seen A.J. mature, and now he dominates anybody he goes out there when he's healthy. And so I think A.J.'s good to go. I think Julio's good to go. I like what they have in Nick Westbrook-Akine and some of these other players who have gotten a lot of reps over the last few months. And so I, that's why I think Ryan Tannehill will be good. And you're starting to feel better about your pass protection over the last month or so. All right, I'll follow up with this question. What if Ryan Tannehill is good, like you say he will be, how far can that lead them, though? Oh, is there a, there's a Super ceiling. Bowl champion. Oh, so you think if Tannehill is just good, they can win the Super Bowl? Yes. I disagree with that. Okay. I think he has to be great. For them to win the Super Bowl, because you're going to face three really tough teams, and you're going to have to go head to head and toe to toe. The 49ers ain't making the Super Bowl. I don't care what you say, right? I'll bet my bottom dollar on that. You're going to have to face Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. You're going to have to outduel Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, or Tom Brady. You have to be great because they are going to con- continuously apply pressure. That's how all of their offenses yeah, are set. I, I, yeah, but I just but that's you not can't how they, win a Super Bowl if he's good. I think you can because There's they've won. No way. They've won. You don't know what Derrick Henry's going to be. So you, that's why I'm saying you can't say that he's if he's good they win the Super Bowl because we do not know what form fair of what Derrick Henry will be. He's coming off of a ten week you know hiatus, twelve so, week. Um. Yeah, I, get, I get that. But I, again, I think the way, and I guess I, I believe that Derrick Henry is going to be fine. Like I believe he's going to be out there and be effective and can have a, a massive impact on this game. I, how I answered the question yesterday on which non-offensive player that's not a quarterback or offensive player, non-quarterback can have the biggest impact this weekend. I said, Derrick Henry, because I think he has, he is the center of the offense. Ryan Tannehill has to be good for it to all work. Where the Titans are not set up like the Packers or the Bengals or the Bucks or, or whoever. Like, that's why I say to win and beat those teams, that's where I, the Titans have to excel but in I, things that maybe they don't traditionally rely on. But I also believe I answer the question of if Tannehill is good for tomorrow's game, the AFC championship and the Super Bowl, they can win those games because I believe in the Titans defense. I believe in the Titans, a bit, a, a, the entire unit. Yeah, tall tasks ahead of them. I know that, but they've done a pretty good job with tall tasks in the past. Like, you think about this. The only, the only way the Titans have lost a game since Derrick Henry got hurt is because of the offense screwing over the defense with turnovers. That's the only way they've lost. Pittsburgh, New England, and the Houston Texans. That's it. It's because they've had four or five turnovers in those games, and a lot of them in their own territory that's allowed Ben Roethlisberger to throw for 70 yards in the entire game and kick a bunch of field goals to beat you. We know that's so the if recipe Ryan, to lose. So if Ryan Tannehill is good, which I said earlier means zero turnovers, 
then the defense is really good enough to win you a game if Ryan Tannehill doesn't and the offense doesn't turn the ball. I over. don't disagree with what you just said. The only caveat is that the quarterbacks they face in the last half of the season don't even couldn't even sniff the jock of the quarterbacks they will face over the next three weeks. Yes, and Tank Sinatra says five. The Titans lost five games. If you listen to what I said, it's, yeah, it, I said the that. three games they lost without Derrick Henry were against those three teams where they had four or five turnovers in those games. Do you follow now? <laughs> and and I'll add this, too. Uh, they didn't have A.J. Uh, or Julio for the second half of both the Texans and the Pittsburgh game and didn't have any of any of them for the entire game against the Patriots. Here's how I, I'm going to answer this question. The question is, do you think Ryan Tannehill will be great, good, average, or bad in these playoffs? I think Ryan Tannehill for the next two games will be great. I think he will be great. I think Ryan Tannehill, I think Julio Jones has a lot to prove. I think Derrick Henry has a lot to prove. And I think A.J. Brown is pissed off because of the season he had. I think that will come together and make Ryan Tannehill utilize those players with chips on their shoulders and play great. Right? Ryan Tannehill can scramble around, get first downs, make decisions, all of that. That's a form of good. But the other players on offense make him great, right? The spectacular catch we talked about, and I think this was a great performance at Baltimore a couple of years ago. Jonu Smith made that unbelievable catch to score the touchdown, right? It's a team game. It was a, need, it was a really great throw, though. It was. <laughs> it, it was, was, a great but it was an unbelievable catch. Yes, both players made insane So points. I believe Ryan Tannehill over the next two weeks will play great. I've told you, I, once they got the one seed, I believe that they will go to the Super Bowl. I think the hard part for me to say he will play great in the Super Bowl is because he will be facing a very, very good NFC team. And to outdo Aaron Rodgers, who's most likely to go to the Super Bowl this year because they're the one seed, doesn't mean like that's going to happen. Or Tom Brady, who is just there and is the greatest quarterback of all time. Or Matthew Stafford, who, I hate to say this, I am. I think that the most like, likely of likeliness of an upset is not Bills over Chiefs. I think it's Rams over Bucks. I think that's more likely to happen. I hate to say that because I'm a Bucs fan, but I just have a bad feeling about this weekend on that game. Overall, my answer is great. I cannot, and I'm a pretty confident guy. I usually confidently say what my opinions are. I don't know if I can confidently say, I know Ryan Tannehill is going to be great if he gets to the Super Bowl. I think it would be great in the next two weeks, though. All right, there you go. Uh, I did see a good comment on Twitch that I wanted to get from our guy, J.D., uh, that wanted to, to, to he said uh, the Raiders could have easily beaten the Bengals had they not shot themselves in the foot all game long with penalties and drop balls. And the Raiders relied on the pass entirely too much. Titans don't stray from the run up or down. And that's a great point. And that the Bengals, as much as there's been talk about Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase and Higgins and Boyd and Uzama and Joe Mixon, like the Bengals scored. Touchdowns early and then kick field goals to to went to do enough to win that game, and the Raiders I thought were the second weakest AFC playoff team behind the Steelers who are terrible, um, 
and the Raiders. They won tie breaks to get their seat. And I really, like, the Raiders should have taken a knee for all of our sake so we didn't have to watch the Steelers play again, and we could have had Chargers in there instead of the Steelers. But they decided they wanted to win the game. And I get it. You kick your AFC or your divisional uh, opponent out of the playoffs while you go in. They made the right decision for them, but the wrong decision for America. That's what I'll say. Uh, last thing before we move on, Mark Jones, who watches the show pretty often, but this is like a terrible take. Yeah, I'll, I'll compare this take. It says, greatest cheat of all time, Tom Brady still benefits off Spygate in all caps, which is <laughs> so atrocious. Mark, this is the take of like, you're the guy who's still pissed off from JF, JFK being shot. Like, dude, get over it. We've moved on. Spygate happened. You could be the deflate guy. Tom Brady will not be known for being a cheater. He will be known for being the greatest quarterback of all time because he did it outside of that. He proved that he that was not the only way that he could win. Now, you could say Millie Vanilli, that, uh, that group for all the older folks here, they were a cheat because they lip synced, right? They were a cheat. They never they were never successful after they got caught lip syncing. There's an example. Tom Brady has won multiple Super Bowls, the most recent one, after Spygate. So, Mark, I don't know if you were saying that in jest, but anytime you do all caps, you're not saying that well, as a joke. Well, Mark Mark lives in all caps, so that's his well, problem. move out of the house. Yes. Move. Move. Sell your house. Move. Yeah. Get out of all caps. Uh, I agree with Tank. I, I really hope this unibrow comes out because it, it does – it's very noticeable. Zach, you mentioned it's not noticeable. It is – it is very noticeable, especially as, as animated as I've been getting. I've been moving my eyebrows a lot more. Well, so it's not – I think here's, here's what I originally thought. You know, I was talking about the Anthony Davis unibrow. Yours is not that. Yours, I think, is the more close to authentic unibrow that you just haven't plucked the middle of your eyebrows, right? It's just kind of that fuzz, that dark fuzz. I mean, this is a legitimate unibrow. Like, this is just not forgetting. This isn't just forgetting to pluck. No, no, no. I think, yeah, it's your natural hair is that you've gone and you're not going to change. And uh, I also agree with Eric. Uh, Zach, uh, you talk in all caps. <laughs> I don't type in it. But <laughs> you do talk in it. That, well, I don't, I don't uh, type in it. I don't type in it. That's, that's a huge difference and a big difference in that. All right. So, um <laughs> Let's go ahead and get to our next conversation because, Zach, uh, you've been talking about a, a bet that you've had in your mind for a couple of days. So let's see if we got it. And BetMGM has a special uh, a, a special promo this week for Titans fans. Whether you are uh, haven't even used the BetMGM app yet or if you're an existing user to cash in on this. Uh, but first, Zach, tell everybody about uh, Wilson County Hyundai. Yeah, Wilson County Hyundai is where you need to go to get your next ride, whether it's a Sonata or a Santa Fe. They've got the Elantra, and they also have the brand-new Palisade. That Palisade, it gets better every year. They launched it just uh, a short time ago, and it's the full-size SUV. It's got third-row seating. It's got bucket seats, all the bells and whistles, all the technology that you need. Both Austin and I have test-driven that car, and it is sleek. It feels good. When you go test drive a car, that I think is the biggest takeaway. That's the whole reason why you go test drive something is how does it feel? Does it fit you? Does it look like you could be in it? Well, I would say the Palisade, it checks all the boxes. Visit WilsonCountyHyundai.com or make the quick trip down I-40 exit 236 and test drive one today. 
Uh, A to Z Sports here live. Don't forget, download the BetMGM app. I'm rocking the shirt today. BetMGM there, the king of sports books. You download the app. How about this? Here's a way. If you have not downloaded the BetMGM app, here is the strategy. So you download the app, use code ATOZ200. You put a $60 deposit in. You take $10 of that and you put it on a money line of any playoff game this weekend in football. You're going to win $200 in free bets when a team in that game scores a touchdown, regardless of the money line, right? So you can, I don't care what you do the money line, any playoff game this weekend, you can do that. You win $200 in free bets. Then you take your $50 that you have left and you put it on the Titans-Bengals game on one bet. And you could win that or you could lose that. But regardless, that you will get a $5 free bet for every touchdown the Titans score. So with your $60, you're guaranteed to get $200 because of your $10. And let's just say the Titans score two or three touchdowns. There's another $10 or $15. So I'm taking your initial deposit of $60 and giving you $210, It's a good deal. I think that's a great way to jumpstart this thing, right? So that's what you should do. Again, you use that with code ATOZ200. You deposit at least 60. You can do more. But check that out at BetMGM. All right. So this is what I'm thinking. I'll ask this question before I get into what my bet I think is going to be. Do you think that the line will move when Derrick Henry gets activated? No. I don't think the line hasn't moved at all. I don't think it's going to move. Um, unless somebody gets suspended. Well, gets no, I, I don't crack, think Vegas know. isn't going to lo- move the line for Derrick Henry. I guess the only reason I think the line would move is if so many people flood Titans minus three and a half because, because of Derrick Henry, that it moves up to four. I, I think, but it hasn't moved all week. No, I know. I, but the Derrick Henry hasn't been activated all week. Right. And again, I agree with that of the knowledge of Derrick Henry could move the line organically. This is what I think is going to happen, folks. Uh, I think the Titans are going to win. I, I, a money line bet, I, and this is this is the cash that I'm going to place. I it, it, this will be. I'm going to bet three hundred dollars that the Titans will win, which is right now I bet MGM minus one ninety. I don't want one ninety. Here's my philosophy. Okay. I think what is going to happen. I think the Titans will either win by at least three, or they will win outright by seven plus okay. so i think that they will either cover the four and a half or win by three i hope i don't get screwed and they win by two or one that could happen but that's betting right but i'm willing i want to put three hundred dollars down that the titans will win minus two and a half alternate spread okay that's kind of where i'm feeling so titans- i wish i had better odds i wish the line was two and a half not three and a half sure but i'm gonna have to pay that down i think so I two, don't feel comfortable betting three and a half. So two and a half is minus one fifty, and you say you're putting three hundred on it. Three hundred. So that means you would win two hundred dollars extra, which is not great odds, but that's about as that's about as much juice as you'll take for a straight bet. One fifty. Yeah. And so that's why I say it's not a great bet, but it's what I think will happen. I think the Titans will either win by three or the. I actually think that they're going to win by like seven or 10, but knowing my luck and bets, right. You know, it's just like, it's the thought process behind it, but 300 on Titans minus two and a half and buy that juice down. That's probably what I'm looking 
at that. And that's good enough because as long as it's over 50, you'll get a free bet for every Titans touchdown, right? Right. So here's uh, – and look, Scott asked, how's the smell test for this game? Uh, I think it smells like a Titans win. I don't – it doesn't smell bad. I only smell games when it smells bad, like the Jets um, and like the Texans. But this game doesn't smell bad, so I think that, I don't, you know, it passes that smell test, I guess. So I think I'm just going to go with what I would do for the, for the $50 bet minimum to get you the free bets for touchdowns. Joe Burrow rushing yards, eight and a half. I like that. Joe Burrow over eight and a half rushing yards and minus 115. I think that, because why? The Bengals' O-line is not great. He's been sacked 51 times. The Titans' front four is really good. The Titans will spend extra guys on the back half and coverage so Joe Burrow can convert a couple first downs with his legs. And here's another thing of why I think that's a good bet. I think Danico Autry and Jeffrey Simmons, with that initial push, pushes Joe Burrow out or in past them to try to get yards. So – I. I wouldn't put $300 down on it, but I think that's that, a good that's, $50 that's, that's bet. That's my $50 to get the free bet, right? I think it's Joe Burrow uh, over eight and a half because, I, you know, I've, I've liked Ryan Tannehill's over rushing yards a lot this season. When I play it, it doesn't happen. When I don't play it, it wins. And so I'm not – What is what, – what, what's Tannehill's? 13 and a half. That may be a little too high for my blood, but – now another another bet, but you know he's gonna get. I, you, you know Tannehill is gonna rush for fifteen yards. What is so now that we're doing this, and I, I think this is you know where you if you want to put a Tannehill rushing bet on touchdown touchdown what plus two sixty. You know what Stafford was rushing touchdown? Oh, it was crazy plus seven hundred. Yeah, and I saw. But it, here's here's the problem. And I didn't do here's it. Here's the problem, is that Tannehill's ru- rushing touchdowns happen a lot without Derrick Henry. Because they were those one yard sneaks. Right. And that's not going to happen. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Okay. You talked me out of that. Uh, all right. So, two bets Joe Burrow over eight and a half rushing yards. Yep. And I think Titans, you may have to buy it down minus two and a half. Uh, those are the two bets that we're kind of on. Yeah. And so, Nate says against the Titans' second overall rush defense, I'm not feeling that. But it's not, it's not the Titans' run defense that's going to allow Joe Burrow to run for eight and a half yards, it's their pass rush and covering guys in the back end that I think Joe Burrow, who's very athletic, can scramble for eight and a half yards uh, throughout the game. That's fair. Okay. And now, and, and here's a correct comment there, too, uh, from Michael on Facebook. Tannehill often uses the threat of Henry to get a rushing touchdown. He scored seven rushing touchdowns last year, too. He's had seven this year, seven with Henry last year because of the zone read aspect. So, you know, Tannehill plus 260 – to score a rushing touchdown is still a good bet. I yeah. Think. No, I, I still might do that for a, a smaller price. All right, Zach, let's go ahead and get to Ain't That Good News to wrap up this week. Well, first, oh. let's answer Nick's question. Oh, what's Nick's question? Y'all going to be at the mainstay tomorrow. Plan on watching the game there. Yes, Nick, we'll be at the mainstay all day long tomorrow. Probably get there around 2 o'clock. Our pregame show will be at 3 uh, and then we'll go all day long throughout the game, and we'll probably won't even leave until 8 or later. I don't even know what that's going to be like. But, yes, we'll be at the Main State tomorrow, so come check us out. Two blocks away from Nissan Stadium, 501 Main Street, right there on the edge of downtown in East Nashville. 
Good parking situation. Great food. Mill Creek beer, two for one. So, Nick, we'll see you there. And uh, next question, top tier asks, what uniform are the Titans wearing? They're wearing navy blue over navy blue. The Bengals are wearing white over white. Mono white. I like that for both sides. I do, too. Yes. All right, Zach, before we get to Ain't That Good News, where you said you have good news, bad news this week, tell us all about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Yeah, Farm Bureau Health Plans is all good news. I, I that There are no bad news when it comes to Farm Bureau Health Plans, FBHP.com. Better coverage, better rates, better service. Over 200 locations across Tennessee, and they are trusted. That's kind of the best part about Farm Bureau Health Plans. They're known in the community, and they care about the community. They have your perfect health plan. You've just got to go through very a couple of easy steps. You can go to FBHP.com and go online and fill out their health assessment. You can call somebody like I did, go through the process. It's a 30-minute health assessment, and then you get an official quote. I'm waiting back for my official quote. I just had that like two days ago for, for the assessment. And it looks like their trajectory is that from my previous health plan, this health plan will have better coverage for a lesser rate. So I will, I will return back next week, and I will tell you exactly how that all went. So far, it has gone swimmingly, a very easy process at Farm Bureau Health Plans. All right, BetMGM, don't forget, download the app. Use that code like we just talked about today, ATOZ200. That's ATOZ200 uh, for the BetMGM app. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 or, or older, Tennessee only, new customer offer, all promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements, rewards issued at non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire after seven days. For problem gambling support, call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-889. 9789. Time for Ain't That Good News. Zach, you said you have good news, bad news. How do you want to go about this? Because I don't think we've ever had a good news, bad news situation. Uh, it's a tough situation. I will say that. Uh, we'll start with mine. I'll keep it short and simple because it hasn't officially uh, been resolved. Okay. And then we'll end on good news because I, I I don't want to I don't want yeah. any bad news to end the weekend. That's not how this game. Yeah, works. yeah. Assad says he's always bad news first guy. Well, yeah. the bad news first. Yeah, there there is bad news first. Okay. Uh, hopefully it's good news. I hope this ends well. I had a really tough situation yesterday. Uh, I ordered it, and I will not call out this company yet. If they screw me over, they're dead, and I'm, I will make sure that I get the last laugh on that. But I'm not going to be uh, – I'm going to give them an opportunity to right their ways. Uh, I parked yesterday in a parking spot to go get a sandwich. My idea was I ordered a sandwich, go pick up that sandwich, then go into the gas station to buy a drink for said sandwich for lunch. I parked my, my car. I went in to go get the sandwich. My dog Tux was in my car while the car was running. Okay. That's a big, big deal for this situation. I go get my sandwich less than three minutes. Me waiting in line to go pick up. I walk out. There is a tow truck driving off with my dog in the car. The car is running. The guy has come in, toe clamps, and I sprint 
after this guy. Sprint after this guy. We have words, long story short, it doesn't go well uh, for him or me. I have to pay this guy money. Did he go okay for tucks? Uh, well, to a degree. Okay. I'll get that here in a second. Okay. Um, you know, Tux is in the car. The car's running. This guy almost, if he would have turned, it would have it would have been a completely bad story. So I have to pay this guy money, cash. I cuss him out, and I get his boss's number. Yesterday, I, I called uh, the tow company. I talked to the manager. Manager then is going to, and I told her the situation. Actually talked to another tow guy that explained to me he had talked to uh, this individual. I'm trying to keep out names, and it's really tough because I hate these people. This one person. The other two people are okay. So, long story short, that's the bad news. The good news is the owner of this tow company is calling me back today to hopefully resolve the situation and give me my money back based on him towing my car with a dog in it while it was running. If he doesn't refund my money, I have a whole separate thing, uh, a separate set of things and circumstances that I will do to uh, influence negatively this company. But I, I believe in good people. I have not talked to the owner of this company yet. We will find out if this turns into good news. Oh, God, another parking store. I will ask this. Even though I don't care what the answers are, I will ask this. Is it fair for me to be upset for a towing company in less than five minutes to tow your running car with your dog in it? Yes, I would be. I would have flipped my lid. Because if you remember my story with dog involved several years ago, was I get home for lunch, I'd make my sandwich, I'd take it outside to let Sophie and Bella out, and the grass-cutting guys were there and op- jumped the fence, opened the fence, and left the fence gate open because they weren't even supposed to cut inside the fence. Dog gets out, I have to go chase down Bella. Terrible situation. It was a, yeah, everything was fine there, but I, I undressed that guy up and down with words uh, like I'm sure you did yesterday. So, yes, fair for you to react that way. But again, how come you're consi- as to go to Assad's point? You're consistently getting yourself in bad parking situations. <laughs> I think, I, and so probably look, there's a percentage that it is me. Yes, I do hold yes. responsibility. I also have thought about this. It's a very fair question. Yeah, I do believe that Nashville, in the city as itself, is growing and making things more difficult. Because there are so many people moving to this city, and all of these have occurred within the city, right? Yeah. That they there are more people trying to take advantage and profit off of all of the well, people in that. And, and there's again, I take responsibility. Yes. But and, I do think that there is a shared responsibility to what I just said. Sure, there is a shared responsibility. But now this is like twice in the last two months I, where you've had you've I, been booted and now towed with your car running and tucks in the car. So I guess, yeah, there's definitely, it's shared responsibility. Bad move on guy for towing with a dog. I think it's a terrible move. Bad is a nice way to put it. This is an atrocious move. And again, I'm not here to like threaten companies. Like I don't, that doesn't get my rocks off. But 
if this guy, this owner, is not open-minded to admit his wrongdoing by his employee, uh, and this guy doesn't know me, I will go to the depths of the earth to make sure that things do not go well for this company or man. Like that's that is my mindset, and I and it, it is who I am. I some people don't like that, but I'm going to give this owner of the the towing company full opportunity to uh, state his case and admit his wrongs. My fear is is that the sob tow truck guy will lie that he didn't know the dog was there. And that is a lie because I actually talked to his towing counterpart, and this is, quote, the guy told the uh, other tow truck guy, his basically uh, a co-worker, oh, yeah. goes, dude, and this is, quote, dude, you can't, I, he goes, I told, uh, I don't want to name his name, I told the guy, dude, you can't tow vehicles with dogs in them. That's like a child. And so he knows, but I'm curious to see if he lies to his boss. Well, then you get the other guy who's just, no, I, I know. Yeah. But again, I'm 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 settled up. Yeah, I got my holsters ready. Yeah, but bad news Crazy. that hopefully turns into good news, and we move on with our lives. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. So Kenny's Kenny Hill's birthday is today. So happy birthday to Kenny! A lot of people are wishing Kenny happy birthday. Good news here on the show. Uh, my good news is actually. I was, it's hard to plan like social functions during playoff time because you don't know what your schedule is going to be. Right. And I loved having the bye week for the Titans being off and wife and I took full advantage of it. We did some home remodeling projects, some, you know, bought some updated furniture, did some other things like that, but we had some social functions that we had to go to this weekend. And I'm sitting here going like, I don't, you know, I don't know when the Titans game is going to be. <laughs> and I was like, it could be. That's been my whole month. Yeah, of waiting of I, who's going to win, who's going to lose. I don't know, man. Like, hey, when am I going to fly? Somebody, when am I somebody asked me, hey, can you come do this or can you go do that? I'm like, man, I don't know, Titans. Uh, that's just my answer. Well, the Titans Bengals being Saturday at 3.30 was the perfect thing. Now I can do everything in a hat. It doesn't interfere with any of those plans. Anything. So I get my whole Sunday to do those plans. I've still got Saturday night because it's not the Saturday night game. Right. And the Saturday night game would impact the Sunday plans. The Sunday games would impact everything. So it was a perfect slot. I had a I had a twenty five percent chance of getting the perfect slot, and it happened. And it came up. And it happened. So that's my good news. Weekend full go. <laughs> that is. I mean, that's that's key because we our plans are based on. I don't control my my schedule. The Titans do. Oh, no, the NFL does. Yeah, the, you know, Goodell does. <laughs> yes. So what's your actual good news? My good news is that this bad news can turn into good okay, news. Okay, so that was your good yeah, news. Yeah, this is why I say good bad news. Okay, okay. I wasn't sure it's if there was open-ended. I wasn't sure if there was a sandwich with something that was well, bad. Well, look, I'm optimistic. That's fine. I'm not pessimistic. I'm ready, but I'm not pessimistic. I just I can't believe somebody towed. Like, what were they going to do with your truck when they towed it away with tucks inside? You don't want to know. They're going to call either the pound or the animal association. Did they say that? Yeah. Oh my God. Ah, well then, and I, and I told, I told one of the people, and again, I, I preface this. I said, this is not a threat. So do not take this as a threat. I go, if that would have happened. And again, I want to name names, but I'm not going to do this. I'm going to be smart. I go, if that would have happened, we wouldn't have been talking about a hundred and some odd dollars that I had to pay you. We would have been talking uh, talking about assault charges that you would bring against me because old boy would be in a wheelchair for six months because that's that is how i feel if you are going to 
because it's and somebody said this it's dog trafficking it's take it's theft what yeah what logic is that it can't be protocol and, oh my God. and again i i'm going to i hope this goes very well i hope this does not go bad if it goes bad you guys will hear more about this uh publicly because i'm gonna make this public and uh because i don't care <laughs> i don't care <laughs> that's how i feel and that's usually how i live my life and so uh, don't try to steal my dog or I will injure you. Oh, God. And more importantly, you're coming. All right, guys. Great show here on this Friday from Mill Creek Brewing Company. And we will be at the mainstay where you can drink two for one Mill Creek beers throughout the Titans game tomorrow for the playoffs. I hope to see Nick there. Hope to see a bunch of you guys uh, there at the mainstay. If you can't make it downtown or maybe you live too far away from downtown, come hang out at Mill Creek Brewing in Nolensville. Great spot to watch Titans as we've been here for every Titans away game. Let's let's I, I want a couple of good news and I, I didn't mean to overtake the chat because then we had talking about the story. This is some good news. Jerry, who watches the show, is getting baptized this Sunday. Ah. That congrats. is good news. We've seen some other good good news. And again, I G Man says he's going to his 188th consecutive Titans home game. That is impressive. David says good news. Ice fishing tomorrow afternoon. Bad news, he'll miss the Titans game. Hashtag it's worth it. Maybe you can record it and get away from your phone. But, that I mean, those are some pretty – baptized on Sunday, ice fishing. This is this is good news overall. So, uh, we appreciate the good news that has flooded in here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, that I got to scroll back up. Good news, weather in Music City tomorrow for the game is supposed to be good. It's going to be cold. <laughs> I don't know. But they're giving Wait, out you, blankets. Yeah, they're giving out blankets for a reason. Sean Gill says good news. This is uh, company good news. The A to Z Nashville group, which you can join, is closing in on 5,000 members, which yeah. is up 3,500 more than this season. So that people are and taking Sean's that group. And Sean's a super active member of that group. I don't, I don't, I see it. I see it. I don't interact, but I see it, guys. Anthony, a future, a prediction that the Titans are beating Cincinnati convincingly. That would earn me some money, which is good. Uh, so we've got some good news. I, I wanted to acknowledge that. Max, also his birthday is tomorrow. Uh, so happy. So Kenny's birthday today, Max's birthday tomorrow. So shout out to the A to Z group. Good news all around. We'll find out if there's good news tomorrow. Kickoff, mainstay, two for one Mill Creeks. One more sleep. We'll see you guys at the mainstay at 3 o'clock for our pregame show. Enjoy your Friday. We'll see you tomorrow. Have a good one. Adios.